Joe, what is a gyne- gynecologist and a puppy have in common? Oh, no, 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 no. Why? 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 Joe, why does a nearsighted gynecologist and a puppy have in common? Why? What? What? All right, take three. What am I? You? You're lying, George. <laughs> Do you really think I should swear? Um, okay, here we go. Joe, what does a nearsighted gynecologist and a puppy have in common? What? What noses? <laughs> that, that, that was worth it, right? That was, okay. Uh, uh, what did the cannibal do after he dumped his girlfriend? Mm. He wiped his ass. See, see, dumped it, dumped. See, that wasn't as good, but it only was one take. So, anyways, hey, this is Jacques, Joe, and welcome to Carnival Personnel Podcast, etc. Y- you having a good week, Joe? Pretty no, excited. Everything sucks. Does it over? <laughs> and like my microphone sucks too. I don't know. I sound weird. Uh, er. <laughs> Hello. Whatever. Hello, Hello you who? Uh the, the biggest thing in the past week, I think we can all agree, is that uh, Avengers Endgame came out digitally uh, last Thursday, and in the past 96 hours, uh, well, we'll safely say three viewings, three full viewings, including all the bonus footage stuff. Cool. Very, very excited. You know, a couple, uh, a couple Infinity Wars... Endgame back to back, which is just six hours of good family time. Had my family been sitting there with me, <laughs> <laughs> they were there in spirit. Uh, dude, I uh, we've been talking for a few months now. How obsessed I still am with that movie on a day, and I don't want to be. But then I'll see something on Twitter that will be like, "Hey, did you notice when they were swinging into the final battle that Spider Man?" You know, used his webs to propel himself off of giant Ant Man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then I have to go back. It's like, damn it, I didn't notice that. I did not notice that. Uh, the you know the digital copy has all the bonus stuff, a bunch of deleted scenes. Uh, there we go. I'm low on my drink already. A uh, a bunch of great deleted scenes, and a couple deleted scenes where I'm like. Yeah, I can see why that wasn't in the movie, but that was a fun scene that I'm glad we got to see. Um, you know, one of the, one of the deleted scenes that was really great, and you kind of have to go back and, and watch like Captain America: The First Avenger, you know, movie uh, where he crashes a plane, and here is um, um, War Machine asking him, "It's like he's just a war machine." So what happened to the Tesseract? Well, it you know fell out of the plane, you know the into the ocean and then you crash the plane after that yeah why well there was bombs on a plane well why didn't you jump out first <laughs> you know i mean it was, it was all these yeah why didn't you jump out first you know um uh, but it was it, it was great uh a couple a couple great scenes with you know iron man um what else uh they had a whole little epk that's a electronic press kit don't have to tell me. They had talked about how they went to great lengths, not just people signing NDAs and not talking Wait, about what, the script. Wait, what, what? An ND what? NDA. What's that? Uh, non-disclosure agreement. All right. So uh, I just want to make sure that every time you use an acronym, 
that you spell oh. it out afterwards. Okay. <laughs> you're uh I am a You're mean. Yeah. You're mean. I am a J E R K. <laughs> so it was fun because uh they were, they talked about how they worked really hard to not have spoilers get out there and and there was only three or four major things that they changed in a dummy script that they had leaked out to the net and put out to different places and they didn't shoot full scenes but they did have like animations made of them and stuff like that like the storyboards like when when you're spending i think they spent like 300 million on it i think you can take a you know a couple thousand here and there to get some artist um and of course you would yeah pay them the least because they're artists they, they uh well but all the deleted scenes all the bonus footage stuff or as you like to call it, boner footage. Ah, <laughs> oh, so close! Like the ball was dribbling right on there. the rim, right and then there. boop off the backboard and on the floor. It's um, but but seriously, it was it was well worth the twenty bucks to, you know, buy it and watch it. And I, I don't know how many times over the next calendar year I'll watch it. But let's say, carry the one is a lot. Okay, your talk about bonus footage. And a recent anniversary reminded me of the UHF DVD, yes. the Weird Al Yankovic movie. Well, it, I like to think of it as the Emo Phillips movie. By the way, UHF was ultra high frequency, so <laughs> which is you know, you millennials are like what? And um, there are no millennials out there that are listening. I'm, I'm, I'm stupid. So, anyways, the UHF DVD, oh, digital video disc. So the di- no, <laughs> the whole podcast. Every time there's an acronym, I'm spelling it out. So, but um, what was I saying? Oh, right. So the bonus footage for that, and the reason I bring it up is the 30th anniversary was a couple of weeks ago or last week, and even Al was reticent of putting that footage on the DVD package because a lot of it. A was like VHS quality and B stunk. And like he even narrated the DVD package. It wasn't like you could get select. I don't think you could select individual scenes. It was just like deleted scenes and it was just his overall presentation of them. And then when he thought a scene was too long, he would fast forward the scene. (laughs) (laughs) And then at one point, it was like, look, these scenes just stink on ice. There's a reason why these were cut out of the movies because they sucked. And it was just like a montage of all the deleted scenes, you know, like little bits and pieces. But he would, he couldn't bring himself to put a whole deleted scene uninterrupted on the DVD, which is what the fans clamored for. But you know why? Because he cares. That, that I've, I've heard a lot of fun things in the commentary track. I've yet to see the, just fast, there's no need to see this. Right. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even fast forward when uh, I did that, um. Oh, that truck driving. Oh, Desert Bus. Desert Bus. The the, the game that was a Penn and Teller video game on Sega. Yeah. You didn't, yeah. All oh, right. You, there was a, you were watching the long play, the <laughs> right, six hour exactly. long play. You seven, to, seven and a half, but hey. Okay. Because you couldn't, if you drove that in real time, it'd be about six hours. Right. Because the bus wouldn't go past 50 miles an hour or 55 miles yeah, an had, hour. You had to maintain the speed limit and you had to maintain the steering wheel because it would veer off if, yeah if you weren't pushing the controller a little bit to the left every so often <laughs> it was <laughs> and then if like if you overheated it it would break down and yep. then a tow truck would come and tow you all, all the way, the way back, back to your origin 
Yeah, they they they're they're funny people. They really are. Uh, but yeah, that Weird Al thing, I, I do want to see that. I'll uh, show it to you after the show, <laughs> after we record. And you know what? Instead of recording, we'll watch that. How about that? I, I'll do it. Deal. <laughs> um, All right. So what else? So I don't know if you had you heard about this new college administration or this new college entrance scandal that has just popped up in the news the last few days. No. So you have these celebrities, which we've all talked about endlessly in the side door to college that the guy who created this program did. So in the state of Michigan, I believe it is, and now they're looking at it in other states, there's a couple laws written for like kids in the foster care program and, and kids, like underprivileged kids, to help them you know, get in and pay for college, you know, because they're basically wards of the state. So a bunch of people found that out, figured out the loophole, and relinquished their parenting rights to their children going into their senior year. Yes, And it's not like you or I would be smart enough to come up with this, and it's like, you know what, I'm going to Technically, I'll take in. You relinquish your kid. I'll relinquish mine. We'll this, you know, we'll swap them out. Um, you know, but you know, I thought about that for a second. What we'd save in college fund, we'd quadruply be paying for in therapy. <laughs> you know, um, y- your your kids are just not wired to be around me, and very few people are wired to be around mine. So, so I don't think anybody would really come out on that. But, anyways. So this program, they, they, the people that they, they kind of busted on it, some of them are like a couple doctors, lawyer, um, a school assistant superintendent. Like the people who would either, hey, have the resources or know fucking better. You know, know that you are literally – and I don't know because all the details haven't come out. I don't know if there's only a certain amount of spots like the celebrity kids were taking um, – Spots via water polo scholarship type, you know, program or something like that. I don't know if it was just taking advantage of the money from from the program or if it was bumping kids out. But it's one of those things where, yeah, it's completely legal, but just absolutely immoral and shitty. And uh, that's how they stay rich. They don't get right. rich by writing a lot of checks. By the way, I just want to apologize. Uh, VHS stands for Video Home System. Oh, okay. So I said that earlier in the podcast, See, and I knew that some people, like millennials, would be confused. They, they'd be, their heads are still yeah, spinning. Yeah, so VHS, Video Home System. Thank you. And now, back to the show. Uh, so that's shitty. Uh, the other, the, the next, I don't know, uh, I, I text this when the story, when I saw the story yesterday to management who didn't have a response to it. Uh, she she usually has responses when it's the other way. They burn them at the stake. They should never work again. Um, you you up to this week's or last week's uh, Laura Dunham antics? Lena Dunham? Same one. Six of one. Who cares about the other? But yeah, yes. yeah, she um, basically like open mouth kissed. Oh, no. She, who was it? She, she Brad Pitt. Bradley Pitt. You know, Bradford and, Pitt, and and we talked about her last year, and and not because either one of us watch. Is it girls? Is that her big show that she insists on being naked in all the time? I she guess insists upon herself. She really does, and she she penned this scathing op-ed on um, 
Odell Beckham Jr., otherwise known as o- I should have just said OBJ and see if you if you oh, knew who, who you would have stopped me who it was. Uh, you know he's the he's the flashy pretty boy wide receiver for the Giants who has done twenty national commercials because he made this one unbelievable over the head one handed grab. Well, he won the game at least. No, lost that game. Oh, but you know it was a championship game. So no, it was like- regular season. <laughs> anyway, so I guess they were at the same table with like twelve other people at some, you know, um, um, a here, f- fancy do you know charities oh. like function like one of these you know you know black tie type things. Um, Why are you gonna bring color? I, I was like, how do I say black tie another way so that you won't call me racist? Um, so I they, love what you zero in on on these. <laughs> All right, so she. He sat on the other side of the table, a couple models, a couple of his buddies. She was so offended that she felt snubbed by him that he, because she's a little overweight, he didn't pay any attention or talk to her. Scathing article. I think it was in the New York Times. And the next day, he was asked about it, and he's like, I have no idea. I was at the thing for about an hour. I talked about 10 or 15 people. I had my buddies with me that we were talking with. We brought dates. I don't know. You know, I wasn't like introduced. It wasn't like we went through a handshake line or somebody came to the table and said, Hey, you guys are all at the same gigantic table. You're all best friends now. And he's like, I don't mean to offend anybody. I just don't know who she is or, you know, how I am in the wrong here. And then she penned an apology, but more of a reflection on me type, you know, oh, I'm sorry. You know, maybe I overreacted, you know. Uh, but anyway, so uh-huh. I'm never a fan. That was a big thing. But now on a red carpet, she just, if it was a dude who did it to her, you know, it'd be if like, so she's a B lister. He's an iconic A lister. So if some D lister came up at a red carpet and just planted one on her, mm-hmm. It'd be the end of that dude's career. It'd be another time's up, another, you know, out of date, out of... T- I mean, when, when Joe Biden's getting, you know, grilled because he shit... When he, out of habit, when he shakes somebody's hand, he puts a hand on the shoulder, which is how I was raised. You know, I, I don't, you know... I'm starting to wonder if those Joe Biden things, by the way, are being started by, you know, right-wing watchdogs. You know what I mean? Of course they are. Okay. But... But liberals are dumb enough to just sort of fall into. Uh, we're we're going to get. All right, this I'm, I'm jumping ahead. But but yeah, but it's, instead of this was inappropriate, you know, if, if if we want men to act better, women can't act this way. And nothing like that. No, she gets this cutesy. Man, does she have balls? Look how brave she is to just go up to, you know, a gorgeous A-lister like you know. Brad Pitt and plant one on them. Well, who wrote it up like that? I mean, who who, who are they? Who are all these people? Who are all these people? You know, I don't know, remember the byline from the yeah. Times, but it was the New York Times. Oh, the New York Times. Yeah, yeah, it was a big... Okay. It, it wasn't like the Dunham Times, you know what I mean? It wasn't like her mom's blog page or mm-hmm. something like that. But it is. It's one of those things where if it, was, if it went the other way, it would honestly be a crucifixion. Okay. Be the end of the career. You, no, no, no thoughts on that. No, I don't give, a, don't shit. give a shit. I honestly don't. I don't give blame a shit. you. I mean, what, seriously, the world is, I think, literally, and I don't use this term a lot, literally on fire. And we're talking about Lena Dunham um, not being held to the same standard. Yes, as, as Joe Biden. Right. I mean, who gives? I mean, honestly, who gives a fuck? It's it, yeah. Okay, so she's she's nutty. She's wacky. 
And, you know, some people like her. And, uh, yeah, there are double standards. Oh, well. Deal with it. Yeah. Okay. So, fair, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I drink your man tears. <laughs> my snowflake. Your snowflakey uh, man tears. Well, what dried my tears this week is I'm quite sure you are all aglow about Burger King going with the impossible meat burgers now. To eat the impossible meat. Keep going. To fry the incapable fry. I mean, it's it's not as big a deal because Burger King has had decent veggie burgers for a while, but it's not like they've gone with a nationwide ad campaign, you know, bragging about it. And the veggie burgers they have are fine. They're essentially Morningstar burgers, which I've lived on for, you know, 15 plus years. Um, but the impossible meat is, has taken off and it's great. And I don't know if it's because of the economics, it's, it's cheaper for you, you know, it's cheaper to produce than it is to raise cattle. Um, it's also better for people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if why there, you know, I don't know if there's a demand for it. Or Burger King is pushing this. They're obviously not pushing it because it's better for people. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. Um, you know, it's it's like uh, Jim Gaffigan when you know talks about McDonald's food. It's like you know, oh, McDonald's food is awful for you. McDonald's is like our mascot is a pedophilia clown from the seventies. We never said we were health nuts. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I'm just getting this uh, from the Future Gazette. <laughs> The impossible meat. It's people! (laughs) The impossible meat is people! Are they Trump supporters? Yeah. Okay, good. That's awesome, though. So, okay, thank you, BK. Stepping up. What what did the cannibal say after he dumped his girlfriend? (laughs) Hey, Okay, now we'll get into what you were just mentioning a couple minutes ago. Um, Democrats are all fucking stupid. And yeah, right. scene. you're listening to Fox News Radio. No, I mean we forever have been talking about the circular firing squad that the Democrats are so famous and popular for. And Ironic because they're also anti-gun. Yes, but the you know the whole fact is like when Nancy Pelosi was you know up for speakership and there's a new contingency of young brass millennials who you know really want to change the party, which I. I'm on that side. I, I'm more for the, you know, AOCs of the world. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> um, for all you honkies out there. <laughs> so I am. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really for the progressive wing. But the whole running on a platform to beat Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi, it's like, come on. It's like, anyways, so... As you were saying, so Joe Biden's under a lot of fire, like the last couple of weeks, for being a racist uh, and for being an elitist. Being elitist, and two two things that are really upsetting me uh, the past few days since the debate. First of all, politely, respectfully, CNN, go fuck yourself. Horrible. CNN worked so hard. To get a WWE SmackDown, Roddy Piper, you know. Rest in peace. Uh, By the way, World Wrestling Entertainment. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thought I could slip one by there. But we we all saw the debates, and it was like, you know, Joe, Joe, 
What was this on cable news network? Okay. I hate you, but I love you. Uh, you know, Joe Biden, what do you hate most about Kamala? You know, Kamala, what do you hate most about Cory Booker? Cory Booker, what do you hate about all the other white folks? It's also like, um, Vice President Biden, Kamala Harris recently called you a racist. What do you have to say about that? You know, it's right posing the question and then, uh, you know, just sort of letting it linger. And, and then there was a couple times where people weren't taking the cheese, were talking, who got cut off. And they went to the next person to see. I mean, they spent the entire two hours, both nights, trying to incite. You know, they want the soundbite that is going to lead off every half hour, you know, for the next 24, 48-hour news cycle. And... In large part, some of them fell into it. You know, they didn't completely. But every time I hear somebody attack Joe Biden or attack each other, all you're doing is writing the ad campaign for the GOP, whether that person gets to be the nominee or whether they're running in two years for a Senate seat or a Congress seat. You're already doing their their opposition research. You're already dragging it up. I mean, by pointing all these things out there, and we were kind of laughing about this, you know, when we all thought Hillary was going to win, because that's what the GOP did, you know, three years ago. I mean, Ted Cruz said the most awful things about Trump, who said the most awful things about Ted Cruz's wife, and that's exactly what it did. When Beto O'Rourke was running against Ted Cruz, a lot of the billboards that people took out were just the things that Trump said about Ted Cruz at the debates. How how do you not learn from this? And what really shocked me when they were going after Joe Biden about uh, uh, Obama's record on deportation, because at one point he was called the deporter-in-chief. And what I wish Biden had said is like, look, that program um, started off basically just deporting Anybody they could get a hold of, and then it it's it 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 singled in, and the last couple years was mostly people with serious felony records, not parking tickets, misdemeanors. You know what I mean, like that kind of thing. But oh, oh, like the first two or three years into administration versus the last three or four years, the deportations went down year after year. They were trying to get a hold. I mean, and do, during that whole time, there was a concerted effort to get some immigration policy going. The DACA program was started. So Joe Biden could say, yes, we started off deporting a lot of people, but then we deported less. And, and of the people we deported, there were more criminals you know, than families. And we might have made mistakes, but we, we tried to get better. And our record shows that we did year after year. Also, we tried to get immigration passed, but both the House and the Senate was controlled by Republicans. We were lucky to get DACA through that has been torn up. You mean deferred action for childhood arrivals? I was wondering what you were doing. Oh, my God. Oh, my effing God. But yeah, but that's the whole thing. And then, and then a couple other people started piling on Obama. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like our Jesus now. What are you talking about? The most pop the most popular Democrat to hold off this ever? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, right, you got Kennedy and Clinton was certainly not. I mean, he probably was considered a popular president, but then Obama, yeah, pushed him down the ranks. And the the issues the issue one of the issues that Hillary had with the black vote during the election wasn't that she didn't have 
you know, the percentage voting for her. She had the same percentage that Obama did, but people didn't vote as much. You know, that community didn't vote as much as they did the for you know for got out for Barack. You need that vote. I mean, I mean again. And Joe Biden pointed it out. We don't need to tear up everything that we've been doing and reinvent the Democratic Party. The president lost a popular vote by over 3 million votes. He also won the Electoral College by a combined total of 72,000 votes spread out between four states. You're talking, you're talking swinging 20,000 votes per state for four states. That's less than 0.5 of each one of those states. And I'm not kidding when I say this, and we'll talk about it a little bit. That's with, that's with Russian interference. You were able to capture the presidency by 72,000 votes spread out over four states. And he and, and it's true. I, I think he, he does well in Ohio. I think he does well in, in Pennsylvania. I think he does well. You know, and when it comes down, if he is a nominee, I mean, he's probably in my top three people I'd like to see get it. Um but, you know, whoever the vice president is, they probably pick somebody from one of those three or four crucial swing states to kind of help cement the vote, which they did with Mike Pence, you know. Um, so so the whole tearing him apart, the whole bullshit world wrestling entertainment shit uh, that's, that cable news network decided to jam down a throat. Or you CNN like if you want to be. <laughs> Um, no, it was just tough to watch. It's like, really? You guys are making these same fucking mistakes. And I get all the people who are polling at 1%. This is their one and only time to really make a splash. A lot of people, I think, are, are running for vice president. A lot of people are running for – are on that stage running for governor in two years in their state or running for senate in their state. And they're trying to make a name for themselves. They're, they're standing there next to Biden, next to Warren, next to Bernie. You know, that sort of thing. So they're trying to really get their two or three sound bites in that they can propagate for their, their local state races in two years. I think a lot of that's what it is, uh, make, making waves as far as that. But to stand there and write commercials for the GOP and shit on Obama's record, I really don't see an upside. Maybe you do. Maybe no. you're the sunshiny one. I don't see an upside except for... Um, Secretary of Spirituality, Marianne Williamson, <laughs> no. or future President of the United States. Wow. Yeah. She, uh, I will say I was impressed with how quickly she was able to backpedal on a bicycle the next day when she, she did a couple um, MSNBC. Microsoft... <laughs> National Broadcasting Corporation? Is that what it is? That I what, think it's... Is that uh, what it is? Yeah. Uh, you know, when she was clarifying her stance on uh, on vaccinations and clarifying her stance on Big Pharma and clarifying... Well, she had another really big one. Oh, um, boo-hoo. Depression is, you know... Uh, what did she say about depression? Like, Isn't it sort of... It's, it's a, a scam? It, well, antidepressants are... A scam by the pharmaceutical companies, which is not too untrue, but it's also very necessary for people who are chemically imbalanced. Right. It may be over prescribed. Yes. But, agreed. you know, and it may be over abused, but it's definitely not a overall, like, you know, that's how they get you scam. <laughs> so she's wacky and she's kooky, but I like that. 
ABC is going to be hosting the next debate in about three weeks, and they have a more stringent criteria. So in order to qualify for those Democratic debates, you have to have at least 130,000 unique supporters or donors to your campaign, and you also have to be polling over 2% in four polls. And so hopefully one of those polls isn't the Astrology Times. <laughs> Do you think it whittles down to one stage? Do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... God, I mean, we're going to be... I, I hope to God... I mean, 10 is already a high number. 20 is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, who do you... I mean, there's a couple of the, you know, faceless white guy people that will probably fall off. Marianne Williamson, I guarantee, will be in the next debate. You do? Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing from night two is there was a... And it's gone around, and it was a meme. There was a couple looks... Between shared looks between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, where they looked at each other and you could see you don't have to be an expert in body language. They're like, can you believe these fucking guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, the first of not obviously the first round of the debate clearly was the best of the, the better of the two, even though it was the whitest, which maybe made it the better. No, 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 no. But I mean, yeah, you, you had your. Uh, you had your, your your Tulsi Gabbard, you know the Hawaiian hottie. Um, she's you know she's a, she's military. Yep. Um, she's uh, glossy. <laughs> she uh, it looks good, and I know I'm being sexist, but you know what? Fuck it. I mean she she, she it is what it is. I wouldn't blame I Lena mean, Dunham if she went up and opened there was no her. right. I mean I, I she was the most uh, googled name from the debate. She spoke well. Yeah. She, she she had a couple she, nice talking points. She's smart. Yep. Yeah. She knows what she's talking about. Um, I think she's a Saudi apologist. I'm not sure. That that's a knock. That okay. she hasn't come out and basically said, "Hey, Jacques, don't take that gate going to Saudi." Mm -hmm. But you're not October. running for president, so I don't hold that against you. I am not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Um, but this podcast is the one thing that would keep me out of office. <laughs> the one. Um, Clean living. <laughs> But uh, you know, yeah, I think that that John Delaney guy. I mean, by the way, thank God for him because he keeps the memory of Johnny from Airplane alive. <laughs> Did you see the, <laughs> the memes um, of like Johnny pulling the plug, yeah, <laughs> trying to shut down Warren? Uh -huh. Well, it was it, the, the whole. I mean, I mean, but the whole reason we are in the mess we are now is. The media, <laughs> but the media made it a. I mean, the the media made it a reality show, and they made it a sport, and they made it less about. And look, you can't talk politics and and policy. You can talk politics, but you can't talk policy too long without most people being glassed over. Um, they dumbed it down to the lowest common denominator, and that's why we're in the situation we are now. I mean, in, for all intents and purposes, debates are just to get a gist of what these guys are like or what these people are like, how they hold up under scrutiny, um, how they present themselves, and how well they can, um, you know, take criticism on the spot. Because think about it. When you become president, how many debates are you entering into? Right. Uh, let's see, about 10 every day. The rest of your life. I mean, every every phone call is uh, yeah, a right. negotiation. I wanted to say maybe a public debate. debate. Right, right. You know None. I mean? you, you know? know? Um, 
It's funny. The overblown thing of when uh, when Biden showed you know um, shook hands with with Harris and call, and referred to her as kid. Go easy on me, kid. You know, it's like, oh, that just showed us age. It's like, and then when he said malarkey, it's like <laughs> he can't say bullshit. You know what I mean? Well, Cory Booker can. Right, right. He no, said, he, well, he know, said, should a angry black guy. So he's got that thing, so he can. That's right. right. He does have a license to say <laughs> shithole and another word, but we won't get to uh, um, Right, right. He can say you came from shitholes because, mm-hmm. but no, but I, so moving on, I don't know. I usually list it as the awful, but but I'm, I'm putting this in awful sum. It's awful because it's true, but it's awesome because uh, Moscow Mitch has started trending. For the last few days, and it's making one uh, Russian asset very unhappy. And I don't know how much you followed that Mitch McConnell is not enjoying the Moscow Mitch uh, hashtag. I haven't heard his reaction to the hashtag. Oh, he's very he's very upset about it, and it's actually spoken out about it. And and basically, he's been called out this week because. No matter what you think about the, the the collusion stuff or the you know the the grifting of money or all the other crimes that we know Blotus has committed, the biggest thing that Mueller could not have emphasized more is we're under attack now from Russia. That they did this, it was large, it was effective, it was sweeping, and the fact we haven't done anything is emboldened them. And even it was a Republican who said, do you think they're going to do it in the next election? And it was probably the most forceful thing when Mueller said it at the hearings two weeks ago. It's like, they're doing it now as we're sitting here. And, of course, the bill goes to to the Senate floor. That Well, it didn't go to the Senate floor. Uh, Mitch McConnell would not even bring the new Senate bill uh, and then again, we talked like six months ago, despite it being an overwhelming vote in both the House and Senate, he lifted sanctions on one of the Russian oligarchs who 24 hours later committed to putting a $200 million factory in his, you know, in Kentucky. Yep. Uh, and so the New York Times has come out and referred to him as a Russian or the Washington Post as a Russian asset. And they started the hashtag. Uh, Moscow Mitch, which has really taken hold like the last three or four days. Uh, my favorite thing is somebody photoshopped, you know, took an old picture of some Russian soldier with the with the hat and the the jacket with, and it was a good Photoshop job with him in it, yeah, at, at Red Square and stuff. <laughs> um, he has he, and he's become he's come out forcefully against it, which only makes people more, you know, like like you know, excited to jump on that. Mm-hmm. And then it started on Friday, and it started to pick up traction late, late on Thursday. It started to pick up traction on Friday. Leningrad Lindsay was, was, <laughs> was the new one. Um, so, I mean, I think it's funny. I think it's awesome that they're pissed about it. I think it's horrible that we have an entire party that is Russian assets. And I think those are two great Mike Tyson's punch-out characters. <laughs> I'm going to, oh man, Leningrad, Lindsay is really, really tough. (laughs) Um, You know what? I wish we were actually coders and not just players and we could actually make a a 16-bit game. Was that that 16-bit? Eight. All that. Christ. We got a couple millennials up there. Get the shit going. I, I expect by next week <laughs> a prototype. But, you know, not 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 like a full match, but give me a round or something okay. like that. Um, 
You know, the other thing this week, what was that going? So I, I don't know. I only saw it because of Twitter. Then I looked it up, and it's real. In the state of North Carolina, a gun store is using the quote-unquote the squad, the four you know uh, women that Blotus had said, go back where you came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, go back to your countries. Like, if you know, go back to your crime-infested countries and then fix those places, and then you can come back here. Sure. Uh, but there's a gun gun store that has the four of them up there and is advertising um oh it's it instead of it said the four horsemen of the apocalypse crossed out the apocalypse and put idiots oh yeah four idiots of the apocalypse right four okay. idiots of the apocalypse okay. um how is that not inciting you come in and buy a gun and go shoot them what 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 am I missing that doesn't make this a crime? How is this free speech and not hate speech? So you're selling guns to Christian fundamentalists, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, equating them with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's the end of times, right? That that's that what precedes the apocalypse, right? Uh-huh. And the resurrection. Well, nowhere in the Bible does it say you're supposed to shoot the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It does not say that. Nor does it say an elephant can't pitch. True. So, I don't know. Maybe, I guess it, uh, it's, it's open to interpretation. And it depends on whether or not a, uh, a district attorney wants to <laughs> file charges against said... In the state of North Carolina? Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Right. Yeah, it will. It's North Carolina. They got had, that edge. Had Stephen Colbert become president of North Carolina when he was running? South Carolina. Oh, he was running for South Carolina? He's from South Carolina. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Um, so, my question to you now, moving on. What is the worst piece of shit lie? The fact that the president, standing in a room... Signing the bill to get the money for the first responders and their family, saying how he was down there with them every day, pulling rubble out, or the fact you 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 didn't hear that this week. No, it, maybe maybe you don't know this, Joe. Maybe you don't. Maybe maybe also Tommy doesn't know this. So I'll I'll, I'll speak directly to him. On nine eleven, a few hours after this. Trump is on, he phones in, or they call him, somehow he's on live TV, bragging that he now has the tallest building in New York. It's a tragedy, but, you know, I'd just like to point out that he now has the largest building in New York. Not on, not on September 12th, not on September 13th. On 9-11, he's on live television bragging that he now has the largest building. Which was still untrue. It was still untrue, but... So now, for, and for the past couple of years, he claimed that he didn't send trucks down there, they didn't have workers go, that he wasn't financing, you know, anything to help with, 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 with the recovery. He's claiming he went down there himself. And I kind of wish I had written down the piece of shit's name, but they, a couple cameras caught up with a Republican senator and asked him, what do you think about him claiming that? And the senator, I remember seeing TV. I remember watching on TV and seeing Donald Trump and thinking, hey, that's Donald Trump running towards the building to save people. And honestly, I cannot believe that. I, I, I just don't know. You know, I mean, again, 
big free speech bot guy, but how can you? No, I mean, free speech has limitations. That's fucking. That, how is he not thrown in the loony bin? You know, the the other thing that I love that a lot can't of people catch me. That's why that pointed out that on nine eleven, while on TV later, Trump claimed that he was in New Jersey uh, for business, and he saw about three thousand Muslims celebrating in the streets as the buildings were coming down. So while he was in New Jersey watching the Muslims celebrate, he was calling into the TV station to say that he has the largest building while he was removing rubble. And I don't know what's a bigger piece of shit lie, the fact that surrounded. Now, again, this is the guy who gave some medal of recognition to the leaders of like, you know, two Native American organizations literally in the Andrew Jackson room, you know, the the architect of the Trail of Tears, or the fact that standing in the Oval Office with first responders and first responders surviving family members saying that he was down there with them every day. And not in spirit, physically down there. One of two possibilities. One, he didn't call into those shows and it wasn't him who saw Muslims celebrating in the streets of New Jersey because that was an imposter. Okay. And the real Donnie Two Scoops, as you like to call him, was down at the World Trade Center on 9-11 sorting rubble. Uh, two... His was he watching Barney Rebel? Is that what confused <laughs> him? Two, his asshole has gaped so widely that it has enveloped his brain. Okay. Yes. I'm going with that. Okay. Now that makes the most sense. Yes. Um, so... In the last week since we talked, he's been attacking the city of Baltimore, another shithole, an infested. Uh, was it was it rodent infested or rat or rat infest? rat infested? It could be rodent that no human would live in. I think rodent is too many syllables. We'll go with rat. That makes sense. Um, is it is it just a waste of breath to to say again? You are the president of the United States not the president of people who voted for you. That, that you know, I, I understand that the wildfires in California were California's fault because they didn't rake the forest like they do in Norway. But the fact that wildfires break out in Siberia and you call Putin to see if he needs any help but fuck the people in California because you didn't win the state of California. But attacking Baltimore and Eli Cummings, you know, the long-term congressman from there, um, who actually had his house broken into a couple nights ago. And I don't know if it's just a complete coincidence or if this is a supporter of Trump just trying to, let's show him how bad it is. Let's, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say those things, but I just did. But the fact that, you know, on Thursday, last Thursday, the Trump was joking about, oh, I'm really sorry your house got broken into after I said what a crime-infested shithole it was. It's like... How is how is joking and bragging about a crime being committed? Okay, it's in your country. Well, you got to go back a step. And why Baltimore? Why of all the places is he going after? And this might be getting into the weeds a little bit. But remember how nobody other than Carnival Personnel Podcast could understand why when Trump first took office, he went to Saudi Arabia and formed a blockade of Qatar which is the most pro-American place. And I had said, this is what I know. Jared Kushner had been there trying to get money, you know, trying to get money 
to save his 666 Park Avenue building and you can't make up the number that it just coincidentally is 666 and Qatar said no. So daddy implemented this blockade of the most U.S. nation over there. Um, yeah, Jared Kushner is under, I think it's 170 different. He's been charged with 170 different landlord, slumlord um, lawsuits and criminal investigations in Eli Cummings district. And lo and behold, you know, days after those indictments are filed, Blotus ends up going after the city of Baltimore. Uh huh. But no coincidence. Or coincidence. It takes a lot of work to make a coincidence. <laughs> I mean, and it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. <laughs> but so, fuck you, Jared Kushner. Fuck you, Trump. But let's get on to uh, fuck you, Jared Kushner. This week in racism, there's a lot of racism going on. Um, whole lot of racism going on. <laughs> I don't know why Paul, I'm so Paul, singy today. Paul, do you, do, you, do you got a racism song, Paul? Whole lot of baby. Whole lot of racism going on. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's flipped the pen. <laughs> Wait, don't you have a, a glass oh, breaking I one do, on here? You know what? Yeah, I don't think we do. I think we have the cheap one. There we there go. We Hold go. it up to the All microphone right, so that people can hear try, it. Try it again. There we go. Hey! You can't see that he mimicked throwing a pen. Uh, a la Dave Ludman. Anyways, uh, we love racism. Big fans of it. Big no. Fans. Chatwick Boseman. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Uh, so we... Uh, we, we, we talk like you're just naming black people like really slowly. <laughs> well, no, because I couldn't remember who played Black Panther. I remember. Ever since that day, you're like, who played Iron Man? Right. Who played yes. Captain America? Yes. Idris Elba. <laughs> Idris Elba. Uh, anyways, again, big fan of racism. But we, we always thought, oh, there's fine people on both sides. Go back to where you came from. That this president is just the biggest piece of shit racist ever. He is the biggest piece of shit ever. But it turns out, fun fact, Ronnie Reagan might be even a bigger racist. Um, maybe a little. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, there's... There's a lot of things that have been said, I'm sure, by Donald Trump that have not been recorded by other presidents of the United States. But but those were great. I mean, those those were by great. I mean, I've said a lot of horrible things to a lot of people, mostly Biff. Um, but those things, it's like, oh my god, I would. I'm awful. Agreed. I wouldn't have had the ability to think of the awful things that Reagan had said on that Nixon tape. And we actually have the tape right here. Uh, I'll play it for you. Was that Ronald Reagan talking to Nixon, or was that our podcast when I called in from California? I can't. <laughs> but seriously, like you really had to listen hard. And and, and you did. So what? So you want to recap for nope. folks? I don't want to say the things. It's like... Well, I mean, the context. Go ahead, please. I guess then-Governor Ronald Reagan uh, called President Nixon after, I guess, a lot of African nations had voted against China coming into the U.N., and the U and I guess Chinese relations were being normalized by President Nixon at the time. And so they, uh, they were critical of that, and I think Ronald Reagan was 
saying something to the effect of um, their what are they their 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 monkeys over there or they said something about monkeys and something about their shoes they haven't they, they haven't got, a lot of them refuse to wear shoes meaning the UN delegates from um, develop, developed nations in Africa um, I mean okay whatever I mean I think we're well, the whole point is now. Who released that tape, and why did it come out? So, it's just again, a lot of work goes into a kawinky dink. Um, so Trump is under a lot of fire for being a huge racist, the worst racist ever. And it was it somebody in like the Trump world who's like, "Well, he's bad, but this is worse." No, I, I don't even think the Republicans are that dumb to. You know, shoot their god down. Right, they're, they're Obama. They don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah, fight. they don't take down Obama, uh, Reagan the way that the Democrats gleefully take down the Obama administration when it means getting brownie points with you know some moderate Democrats. One percent of your voting support. Uh-huh. So, uh, but whatever. You check that out online, and, and if you can you watch it with or listen to it with subtitles, because it's a tough listen. So are we saying that the GOP has always been a bunch of racist pieces of shit? The grand old party have always been racist pieces of shit. The well, end. <laughs> yeah. What else is it? Is, this, is the podcast over? Is that why we're pausing? <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know what to say. I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying not to, you know. Cry. Yeah, a little bit. Weep. And not because I saw the Millennium Falcon for the first time. Or that you saw Lena Dunham getting uh, <laughs> praised for kissing Brad Pitt. Or, or seeing her at all. She's just all right. not, you know. Right. You know right. no. Well, you dry your man tears over there, and we'll take a break so that we can not get paid from this not sponsor. This is the funk sponsor of the week. Here's great news about two wonderful Baraxo hand-cleaning products. First, Baraxo powdered hand soap in a new plastic decorator container. Looks like this on the grocer's shelf, and like this on your bathroom or kitchen sink. Perfect for everyday hand washing. Baraxo washes hands cleaner and faster than bar soaps can. And here's exciting new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner. Watch. Just a little dab. Removes paint, soil stains, grease, shoe polish, or wax. In fact, new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner removes the toughest dirt or stains. Gets hands clean and smooth fast, anytime. In the workshop, camping, on the road, anywhere. Without water. What a convenience. That's new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner. And remember, Baraxo powdered hand soap in the attractive new plastic container. Both at your grocers, now. So, Joe, on Thursday, they have the Hall of Fame game over at Canton, Ohio. Um, the official kickoff of the NFL season. The first preseason game. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Didn't watch it. Don't, I don't even know who played. Um, yes, I am following a bunch of Patriot like Twitter pages and stuff like that and fan things. Um, but I'm still not ready to talk uh, Patriots yet. Most Listeners are happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still over a month away from kickoff. We're a month and s- four days from kickoff. And I don't know if you said it. I wasn't paying attention, but National Football League. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did not say that. I went with the acronym. Oh. So we. Uh, so let's see. I, I did watch part of a WNBA game last night, only to see my friend. Women's yeah. National Basketball Association. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> what is he going to Women's National Basketball Association. Go. Um, 
But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, uh, sport is still uh, not happening. No, no, and I, I, you know, like I said, I'm following the Pats and all that stuff. NFL ranking the hundred best players. Maybe we can talk about that in two or three weeks. But I'm still at least a week to two weeks away from talking about sport. Good. You know what? This is like the seventh inning stretch. Only it lasts three months. <laughs> so what brings us to video games? What have you been playing this week? Hmm. Let me think. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, honey. You've been Kellogg's nothing, honey. Crunch. I know you're busy installing AC around the uh, <laughs> the, the castle, but yeah, no, really, no games. You okay? No. You want to talk about? No. <laughs> no games. No. No. Uh, no. Nothing. I don't know. And I forget what I did last week. What did I? I probably just watched uh, game shows and um, stuff. Probably watched videos about video games. And, uh, Anything stand out? Well, the angry video game nerd. Yes. Who maybe s- nobody listening to this podcast knows, but on YouTube, they will now. There is a popular three million subscribers. You know, not PewDiePie popularity, but popular. He's built up a following over the past you know ten years on YouTube. This guy named James Rolf. He, not to be confused with Rolf the dog. From That's the Muppets, exactly what uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd is a series where it's about this character named the Nerd, played by this guy named James Rolfe, who dresses in a white shirt with a pocket protector and he has glasses, and he gets like super angry, reviewing like shitty bad games, mostly old Nintendo games that are just frustratingly bad. But uh, the last episode, he had a special guest star where he reviewed a game that came out for the PS4 that was once a mobile game, but had been somehow okayed to be ported to the PS4 called Life of Black Tiger. And it's a very clunky, pointless, weird kind of like action game where you play a tiger that has to maul other animals and other people to gain points. But it's, the, it's frustrating, it's glitchy, it's slow. It's has poor English, and it's you know the the developer English English English, and the developer is dubious at best. So there's also a tie into a running gag on the show where there is a, a there was a name of a developer or a, a programmer named Fred Fuchs F U C H S, but the nerd interpreted it as Fred Fox. It's like who is this guy, Fred Fox, and then. In, pre, in, in subsequent episodes, he would say, this game has to be developed by Fred Fox. And so finally, in this recent episode of Angry Video Game Nerd, he reviews The Life of Black Tiger and goes to the last known whereabouts of this developer, Fred Fox, who he thinks developed this game, and he, he lands somewhere in the jungles of Asia. And there he stumbles upon, in full safari gear, Gilbert Gottfried as Fred Fox, and he sits down with the nerd to play the game that he supposedly developed and give him some insight into what he was thinking while he was developing the game, and it's 20 minutes of spectacularity. Where do you rank it in Gilbert's roles? Because <laughs> it, it, it I mean, I'm trying to think, when you think about 
Can you can you ever imagine anybody else playing Iron Man now, or is Robert Downey just the perfect person to play that role at that time? Ever, yeah. I mean, because nobody even attempted to play Iron Man prior. And now, can anybody ever play Frank Fox again? Fred is- Fox? No, yeah, Fred Fox. No, that that role was, it was the, it was the role Gilbert Gottfried was born to play. I mean, it's just so stupid. It was, but it was just funny to see, you know, this this YouTube quote unquote star, this YouTube personality, you know, actually share a scene with a legendary comedian and personality like Gilbert Gottfried. Just the, the chocolate and peanut butter of my <laughs> of my nerd fantasy. I was reading the uh, how that production came together. Uh, he was willing to pick up the bus tickets so, yeah. and had a few... Uh, he left a trail of bar soap from... <laughs> say, extra hotel shampoo, trial-size shampoos, and bar soaps <laughs> for Gilbert. Uh, he couldn't say no. Right. Could, just, just couldn't. But there's a lot of swearing in the, in the Angry Video game, nerd, Video game Nerds videos to begin with. So this was right up Gilbert's alley. So I watched that. I laughed. Uh, my son Connor, he's obviously a fan of that series. And he's like... As soon as I got home from work, he's like, did you see the Anger Video Game Nerd video? And I said, I just got home from work. Of course I did. <laughs> um, so my, my video game playing this week has been incredibly limited. Um, actually pretending to get back uh, to work now that the vacation or the, the trip with the boys is over. But I did squeeze in. Plus, it's vacation time for them, and, and we've been on the road. So I'm kind of letting them have the PS4. But PlayStation I t- 4? But I tend to get up an hour or so before them and stay up a couple hours after them. I'm still playing Resident Evil 2, and I haven't made the decision yet how how good I'm going to get it. I beat the game. Um, very, uh, I don't want to say disappointing ending, but the bad guy wins. You know, Wait, Resident Evil 2? Re- I'm sorry. Revelations. Revel- Resident Evil Revelations 2. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things. Electric boogaloo. Almost. <laughs> stop with the English. <laughs> where almost everybody dies, and at the end, the last good guy has a chance of killing the last bad guy, but the last bad guy has taken over the body of like an eight-year-old girl, and he can't bring uh. himself to shoot her. And the whole time, I'm like, I hope he fucking shoots her. I hope he fu- in the cutscene, and he doesn't. So I've started to go back in and like play it on the harder level, and it's typical, you know, um, um, Resident Evil, you know, canon stuff where you go that one level up and you get twice as many enemies. They're three times as vicious, and one bullet. Here's a book. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, you don't get a gun. Just the bullet. Just the bullet. Throw it as hard as you can. Exactly. It's like it's meant for you. And then, you know, and I and I will I will proudly say I I beat the game. I think it might be the first game I never went to a uh, to the web to find out like, hey, how do we get out of this room or what's the best way to beat this person? So I beat it all the way through. Um, there's two different stories that you know intertwine with each other, so you kind of have to win the game twice to re- to really win it. Um, it, it. It was fun. It, you know, it was some scary shit in there. You know, there there's one there's one level where you have to uh, this one clairvoyant type person can see the invisible monsters that are coming at you, but they can't shoot them. Mm. So you have to toggle between the two. And at the end of each round, you get ranked on how quickly you, 
how quickly you beat the level, um, how many times you died or had a restart, and your accuracy. But your accuracy is just fucked because there's no way. You just have to basically, uh, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins, it in order to to shoot these things. And they're like six or seven times you have to. Um, so after I beat the game, then I finally went back and I went online and I was like kind of reading about some things that, you know, like Easter eggs that you might have missed and call back to other games and stuff like that. And that's when I saw, uh, yes, this, like most other Resident Evil games, if you beat on the, you know, there's no way to beat level and you beat it and you couldn't possibly beat it at this time, you get... Uh, Resident Evil and their rocket launchers. <laughs> so... I played the whole game. There's not a rocket launcher in the game. Oh, there just isn't. Right. But somehow, if you you get Infinity Ammo Rocket Launcher, if you beat the entire game in under three hours, and it basically says you can't do it unless you just run the entire like, and it's it's really made like I keep saying like there's three or four times where you almost have to play with somebody else because you're you know you can't. You're separated from your it's – it's a partner game, mm -hmm. so there's two different storylines, and there's two people in each of the storylines, and you're running through a maze, and I have to get to checkpoint A and hit this button so that you can get through checkpoint A to checkpoint B, and then you hit the button that I can get through, and you have to uh, matriculate your way down the field doing that. Uh, while getting attacked by people, so you can't really defend the other person while you're on the other side of me. It is. It's made for two people. So I think the only way you really could do it is if you played with somebody who really knew the game and did it together. I tell you this, Joe. <laughs> hey, did, you, did you bring a copy for me <laughs> to train? Because, but, uh, you know, I, I will do that once I get to the point where I'm so good I can chastise you for not knowing every subtle nuance that I had learned over the last four months of playing it relentlessly. So I did. When, when I was in L.A. and I went to GameStop and I asked our good friend of the show, uh, Chris, the, our, our, our senior Resident Evil expert. Our resident Resident Evil expert. Thank you. I knew you said it better last week. Um, hey, here are two Resident Evil games I've never seen. Which one should I get? And he said, well, this one is better graphics and better play, but this one has a better story. You got them all. I got them all. I haven't even opened the other one yet. Oh. Um, because that's where I am. I'm like, yeah. and you know how I am. I, I wouldn't say I'm a completist yet, but I do want to get... Good enough to, if I play it with you, be able to talk down and degrade and dehumanize you for uh, having other interests in life other than this game at this time. Right. Now that brings us to... Oh, another random video game review of the week. Lucky you, listener. Jacques going to mosey on over. I said mosey! Mosey on over to the wall of shame. You pulled a vein... He pulled a game off the wall. And uh, let's see. It is not Jurassic Park, I think. And it is... It, I think it begins with a K. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, it's got to, it's got to begin with a K. Um, God damn it, I really don't... It's not King's Knight. Is it Kirby's Adventure? No. No, it's... No, it's not Kirby. No, that's the other way, dickhead. 
Oh, Karnov? No. Uh, Kung Fu Master. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Oh, Karate Kid. The Karate Kid by LJN. The Game Master. No, they weren't. What what does LJN mean? Oh, shit. (laughs) I don't. Lyndon Johnson. No, shit. I'll look it up. Oh, yeah. So, the Karate Kid video game for the Nintendo is kind of meh. It's okay. It, um, It... came out, I believe, after Karate Kid Part 2, so the first round is you in as Daniel-san competing in the karate tournament from Part 1, and then you go to Japan, which was the storyline from Part 2, and fight the goons over there while trying to rescue the, your girlfriend or the girl that you're interested in over there. And then... Um, that's about as much as I know about the game because I couldn't get past the second level. It was that kind of hard. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, I, I don't think there are any continues. I think it's one of those things where you have to play it perfectly to beat the game. You know, you get a couple of lives, but there are no continues and there's no, uh, there's no mercy. You know why? Because you sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> no mercy. And, uh, yeah. It's a it's a video game based on a movie, and there there you have it. And uh, Cobra Kai, if you haven't watched it on YouTube, you are a fucking idiot because that is a great series. Have you watched Cobra Kai yet? You are a fucking idiot. <laughs> why aren't you watching Cobra Kai? Oh, why, oh, I know why. Because you haven't seen Endgame yet. You've missed Endgame, so you're watching. I don't know what you're doing. You, I'm, you're, I'm watching you're watching Endgame. Endgame and Infinity War. That's right. Right. Well, you know, I can't chastise you. Like you said to me yesterday, uh, oh, uh, Endgame's on Apple TV. It's like, you have Endgame. I have Match Game. <laughs> That's how I spend my time. Karate Kid, three stars, according to the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. Based, uh, it's a book by Pat Contry, but nobody gives a fuck. Based mostly on the second movie, with a slight nod to the first, this action title has Danny... Fighting it out in Okinawa in order to rescue Kumiko. The game starts with the final moments of the first movie as Danny fights the Cobra Kai in a four round one on one tournament. Da 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 do. And yeah. So there you go. Three stars. Um, so I am looking for a new podcast host. I host. Uh, LJN. Might just stand for LJN. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm, I'm looking all over the web. We will have to update this podcast if we find, if it means something different. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but there you go. Okay, so other than Match Game, you, have you watched anything in the last week? Uh, pressure Lock. How's that going? The new one or the old one? Does it matter? It really yeah, No, the new one. Yeah, And Card Sharks. I like uh, Card Sharks with Joel McHale. It's, I don't know. It's... It's fun. It's breezy. You know, it, it, it does get tense at times because, you know, you have people, like, betting $80,000 on a turn of a card. That's pretty fucking crazy um, in my world. I'm very autistic. and um, You should see his drawings. <laughs> autistic. 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 Um, By the way, recently, we haven't talked about this. I wasn't sure if bringing it up. 
I've traveled across the country this for a month. Um, is everybody autistic? <laughs> like the more people I go out in public and see, I keep thinking it's like, well, that person's got something going on. Well, that person's got something going on. Well, that person, and then I'm thinking, well, are all these people as I walk by <laughs> saying, well, that guy's got something going? You know, it's yeah. like. Uh, speaking of autistic, I know what LGN stands for. Okay. It, according to this entry in tvtropes.org, LJN was founded by Norman J. Lewis. So the name is his reverse initials. Oh. There okay. you go. See? See? For no other reason, this is why I will continue to do podcast with you. And that's one to grow on. <laughs> uh, I'm Mr. T. Oh, never mind. Do you know that series from, from yeah, Saturday Morning Cartoon? Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. It was. It, it, it was. Uh, it NBC was, National it was, Broadcasting Corporation. It was, it was the National Broadcasting Corporation's answer to, um, and and uh, oh, what was the other one? And knowing it's half the battle. No, and that came before. That came before. Yeah, GI Joe was after uh, One to Grow on. That was sort of their PSA. It was their Saturday morning PSA bumper. And I think they might, they might have been the, the originators of those types of things. Oh. You know, they had, you know, what did they, I think they had like Alfonso Ribeiro host these segments. I smell a sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 seconds because it's not going to be very uh, in-depth. Sure it will. Okay. I can babble. Have you not learned anything? Um, I haven't learned a thing much. Uh, so this week, I'll review in great depth Stranger Things, season three. All right. I've Up seen- to the first five episodes. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen it? I saw the whole thing. Yeah. And, and you liking it? Yeah. So, so it's uh, fun. We, we just got uh, up to uh, where Hopper steals a car at the 7-Eleven with the Russian guy. And I know that actor. It's like I haven't, I haven't IMDb'd it yet, but I'm like, oh, my God. He has been in a hundred things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's, he, he's this Russian... Um, Scientist that is part of the, the 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 scheme that is trying to I guess open the doorway to the, the upside, upside down. down, and um, yeah, they kidnap him so that they can figure out a way to close it or, or destroy. Or, well, they don't know fo- what's going on. Foiled, yeah, right, right. So find out what's going on, and uh, he's just like loving America. Like he wants to watch Looney Tunes. Uh, they they just got yeah like uh, f- so far. Uh, they, they're not. They have no idea they're going after the upside down. Um, what's her face? Just wants to know why her fridge magnets aren't working. Like, like, like basically, that's all we are. Um, so, so while we're talking about Stranger Things, um, you're a pretty shitty parent. There's no way I should be able to have kids. However, when you watch Stranger Things and you remember what happened to Mike, how is it that his mother ever lets him out of the sight? Let alone. Goes states not away. Mike. Will Will? Yeah. How does Will's mom not know where he is every second of the day? Because they that? haven't invented GPS for kids yet. But 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 it's like she goes away with Hopper on this wild goose chase. It turns out to not be that wild of a goose chase. Like two states away, without telling him, I'm going to be going to track down this lead. And Something tells me that um, she's unstable. <laughs> but any of them, it's like, you know, when they ask each other, when they ask his brother, it's like, where's Will? I don't know. I think he's over there. It's like, how do you, how do you think? Right. <laughs> you know? They never learn. They're like the Democrats. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm up through episode five because we're watching it as a family. 
Uh, and uh, so we haven't got a lot of time like together to watch it since we've been back. But we we really I love the Scoops Ahoy stuff because like you know you saw all the pictures when we took the boys to Scoops Ahoy in Burbank. What do you got? Uh, no, I like Brett Gelman. The the he's the conspiracy theory guy with the oh, beard. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Every- he was he was on he was also in the uh, Adult Swim show Eagle Heart with Chris Elliott. Um, he's a he's a funny fucking guy, but he's a he and he played he's a key guy in this series. Like he was sort of a fringe guy that was, you know, obviously every character has an important role in the Stranger Things series, but in this particular series, he's like a really kind of a key guy. T- tying it back to our political climate. Don't you like watching a movie where the Russians are the bad guy again? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like that's kind of where we are. I mean, like I said, Mike Tyson's Punch Out should be re-released with what was it? Moscow, Len- Mitch, and and Leningrad, Leningrad Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, you know. Well, we have Nazis and we have Russians, and they're fine people on both sides. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, so that that's all I. But oh, you looks like you got another. I, I just keep look. I'm looking down. I'm trying to recognize the guy's face. I might just have to Google his like character. I don't even know like his name. What did he call him? What does he call him? Uh, he, he calls him like some generic Russian, Russian name. name. Right. It's not Ivan, you know. Uh, but but there is definitely a I will break you Russian guy, um, the motorcycle guy. Anyways, that's my review. Up to episode five. Right. Alec Utgoff. Right. Alec Utgoff. Easy for you to say. Not Nani. Let me uh, look it up here. Alec. Oh, God. Alec Utgoff. And you may, you may remember him from such movies as Stranger Things. Jack Ryan um, as Alexander. Was it Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit? San Andreas? He was in the movie San Andreas as, as Alexi. Yeah, so he was Alexi in San Andreas. Not to be confused with his current character on Stranger Things, Dr. Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> what range? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's got, like, Gilbert Godfrey range. <laughs> he was in Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like he, He's just like that guy. He probably played like a Russian guy in all these things that you've seen. So, uh... I like it so far. I wish we'd seen the whole series so we could talk about the whole series. But that brings us to the parenting tip of the week. What do you got? Parenting tip? Just the tip. Huh? <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, when you're choosing which guardian to pawn your kid off of, when you relinquish... Um, parental rights in order to help finance their college uh you know make sure it's uh drox it's not somebody who uh oh, what's his name what Shit. clown outfit in the closet maybe or or is uh can tolerate your kids because you know it's going to be they're going to have to stay over there a year to keep the ruse going in order to get the free tuition so just make sure you know it's somebody uh who's not a complete douchebag i guess that was my parenting tip so drax drax he's the guardian that I would pawn my kids off to. Oh. Of the galaxy. Right. Drax. I, 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 the destroyer. Yes. Who can uh, stand so motionless he becomes invisible to the eye. Right. He was great in Stuber. Oh. <laughs> That's Bautista. Is he really? I haven't seen that. I don't know. I, you I, know I, why I haven't seen it? Because it's bad. Because it's not it, Endgame. Endgame. <laughs> right. Well, it. Oh, I thought it was because it starred uh, Kumail Ninjani. Right. The guy with Stiff Conan O'Brien. Yes. 
um, who I'm a big fan of. <laughs> both both him and uh, and and Conan. And don't make me say his name. O'Brien. <laughs> I hate you. All right, I'm done. Great. That was, that was nice. So, um, the same time next month. <laughs> <laughs> For all Pats all the time. We're only three weeks out from our, our preseason Pat prediction. I, last year, just for the record, I'm going to go back and listen to it and write down what I had said. I think I had said 13-3. and three. I think you said 12-4. and four. Don't tap the table. Uh, you said 12-4. and four. <laughs> We were both wrong. It was 11-5, but you were closest without going over, so you win no, that. I went over because I said 12-4. and four. Oh, yeah. You, so we both went over. Um but you did call losing to Miami <laughs> in Miami. Of course. That's, you know, that's on the cycle that we saw last week, that, uh, you know, loss in Miami. Absolutely perfect. Dynasties will lose two early season games. Dynasties over. Lose in Miami. Win a bunch of games. But somehow become the underdog. <laughs> win the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Lose a bunch of free agents. Have an <laughs> underwhelming draft. Rinse and re- repeat, recycle. Um, and I had said, I had said, win the Super Bowl. You had said, lose in the Super Bowl. I think. Yeah, just to be a dick. <laughs> Honestly, in my heart, I, I knew they were going to win. You did know, I because even when we were watching the game, ten minutes after the last Super Bowl, was I convinced the Patriots were going to win? Mm-hmm. No, I, I still think now you're not convinced that they're going to win. I'm not 100% you, sure. You think that Goodell's just going to take that trophy right out it, of their hands? Would that surprise you? No. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, no, so, that, so that's where we are. Uh, got that to look forward to. I do want to do a couple slideshows. I just haven't taken the time to write them out yet. Or, or uh, but, but, uh, don't care. Don't care. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what are your last thoughts? My final thoughts, like Jerry Springer's final thoughts. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself and each other and learn to talk into a microphone so that people will want to listen to you. Oh, wow. I really sound kind of more authoritative when I lean on the microphone like this. I have to be like Freddie Mercury and just get like, put the microphone in my mouth. Not all the way, of course. Just the tip. (laughs) The parenting tip. Don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now if you want to have a good time. Just give me a call and don't stop me because I'm having a good time. Don't stop me because I'm having a good time. I don't want to stop at all. Don't forget. <laughs>